Business Books. Business Books. On The Money Show. Fabulous little book across my desk this week, locally written about how to manage your small business, but in an unconventional way. It's called Your Small Business Nightmare. It's by Bertie Duplessis. With a title like that, I'd expect 600 pages at least. Mm. But you've written it's like thin, easy to read, accessible um, introduction into your own business lessons. And I suppose you've worked on the principle that you don't have time to read 600 pages. Nobody else does either. Absolutely. Bruce, first of all, thank you very much for being with you and your listeners this afternoon. It's a great pleasure for me. Now, you, you, you left out the second half of the title, How to Wake Up, how to Small wake Business up. Nightmare <laughs> and How to Wake Up. Um, it's written not for people who want to begin a small business, yeah. although they might benefit enormously from it. Okay, I see you just just a, a fraction further away from the microphone, mm. so we don't blast a little bit. But, but we, this is based on twenty years of your own experience. I mean, you've been in the world of business. You started your own graphic design business mm. probably two decades ago, yeah. and gradually, because you write for your own uh, for your for your own fulfilment, you've become a consultant to other small businesses. Exactly. That's uh, that's exactly how it worked. It's after I was about five years going in business and you know that you know the critical three years is when two-thirds basically disappear people started coming to me and asking me well how did i manage how did i manage to keep alive and they were then experiencing basically what i had experienced is you start out because you are pressurized most people are pressurized you said it earlier people are losing their corporate jobs by far the majority of small business owners did not sit around and say, I want to become an entrepreneur, what can I do? Mm. Uh, They start out with one man sitting at a desk, uh, as Michael Gerber so beautifully put it, banging the table and saying, my God, my God, it can't go on like this. (laughs) So you're pressurized into it, you begin, there is a sense of freedom, but then after three years, the full blast of what, is, what, what you did is striking you. And you realize that you're working yourself to death and you're not making enough money. And I want to help small business owners wake up from that nightmare, running to and fro, working 16, 18 hours a day, and at the end, they do not have the financial rewards for which they hoped. Uh, I mean, you, you point out 13 sort of big the big failings. Mm. Um, um, probably one of the biggest on that list is the amount of time that we spend lying to ourselves about how well we're doing because we, we, we choose to account for certain things in different ways. I won't account for my salary because I'll do some drawings from the business, but we won't call it a salary because mm. that makes uh, the business, uh, the cash flows look that much healthier, for example. And, and I think that's probably your strongest point is don't lie to yourself. It's either working or it's not. Account for it properly. Otherwise, you're creating a problem further down the line. You see, uh, Bruce, that's exactly the problem. By far the majority of small business owners I've, sp- owners I've spoken to do not think – they think of the profit as what they can take out of the business, but not calculating that they first got to pay themselves a salary, even if it's fictional, before they can speak of a profit, mm-hmm. which means that they are, it's an unsustainable business model because they're subsidizing the business. It's as good as appointing somebody in the business, namely yourself who's working for free, and what's left over at the end of the month goes to you. 
I mean, that's why you're working yourself to death and making no money. It's an unsustainable business yeah. model because you are subsidizing the business, which means that you are subsidizing the client. A business in which the state can subsidize people, NGOs can subsidize, but the small business owner cannot afford to subsidize a client. There must be a profitable relationship. How do you get out of that vortex, though? Because the, the moment you're not making enough money to pay yourself a salary and there's not enough for drawings at the end of the month, you then work from 16 hours, you go to 18 hours a day, go to 19 hours a day before you then collapse in a small heap. How do people get out of that bad habit? Uh, let's uh, go, go to basics. One definition of a business is that it's a recipe for making money. Yeah. That's what a business is. It's a recipe for making money. So you get recipes for baking cupcakes, for making pizza, but the business is a recipe for making money. But there must be a real recipe. So many small business owners, when you ask them, why, why are you going to make a success? I'm going to deliver the best quality there is. Unfortunately, quality costs money. Absolutely. Or they say, I, I'm going to blow them away with service. Unfortunately, small businesses are perhaps the worst situated of position for good service because you haven't got to, time to train or money to train people. So to say that I'm going to make, I'm going to have a business that's going to be successful because I've got great service and great quality, that is not a recipe. That is just a wish list. <laughs> okay. You know, so you must refine. They don't refine the business enough, the recipe enough and say, listen, I can afford to have these products quality by this price point, but that means I've got to take away some other of the offerings that I had or the rest must be of lower quality or I must redefine the quality that I – so it's a long and intricate process. You, you've really got to spend time thinking about – this is a recipe. A, re a business must, uh, and a recipe must have ingredients. It can't be only a wish list. You know, it's like I also consult to large companies and you go to strat sessions and then they tell you what you ask now, what is your strategy for the next year? They say, well, we will uh, 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 widen our margin and we will cut cost. It's basically the same, same model. Thing. I mean, it's a wish list. It's not a strategy. No. There, there are no ingredients to it. So you must go and, 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 and talk to them and they must find a way in which they can really position themselves that, 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 that makes sense. Mm. And so many people get into business because they have no other choice. Three exactly. years down the line have even fewer choices because they've now committed to a new path. They've committed to a new mm -hmm. route. There still aren't any jobs in the corporate sector for them to fall, fall back on. And, and so they, they tend to go into sort of highly traded, highly competitive markets because they're low barriers to entry, because they don't want to spend the entire pension mm -hmm. pot that's been paid out to them. They don't want to be completely crazy about it, but they're kind of desperate. So they, you end up probably doing some fairly stupid elementary things out of sheer panic. Well, the, the, uh, you touch on an extremely important point. They go into businesses with low uh, uh, entry barriers. Yeah. I mean, this is the worst thing that you can do. I write a chapter on that, that you must first research the sector, the business sector, the profitability in that sector where you, which you want to enter. Because people don't, small business don't keep a proper score. So, but if you don't know what's the profit, the, the profit margin of that specific industry, how do you know whether you are successful or not? You might be making 6% profit, real profit, but the sector average is 16%. 
then you're still a failure. Yeah. You're, you're still going downhill. So uh, it's, uh, they just don't think things through properly. Uh, from the outside, everything looks easy. From the outside, it looks easy having a steakhouse. From the outside, it looks easy having a car wash. So few people just go to the trouble and say, listen, before I start this business, let me go and work in a car wash for three months and just get to learn it from the inside. Want to start a coffee shop? Go and become a waiter a waiter for three months so that you see it from the inside. Then there's a, a – so the recipe, to, to refine that recipe, that is hugely important. Other thing is – that people don't understand that, and this is where people, the second problem, is they think that if you've got a passion for something, that will translate in a good business. I love cooking. I want to create a restaurant where people can come and sample I'm, my mother's recipe, tomato exactly, bread. But exactly. <laughs> now, the unf- uh, uh, unfortunately, the business is something different than 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 than, uh, than baking the cakes or, or do, you know or, or creating these these wonderful dishes. So what you must have a passion for is not for cooking if you want to start a restaurant. You must have a passion for business. That is a passion for making a profit, which is vastly different. So I, whenever people come to me and say, you know, I'm following my passion, my heart sinks <laughs> because I know, I know they're going to fail. I know they're going to fail. The whole passion thing is vastly overrated. The passion you must have is for running a business. And I've done a number of things in my life. I've got a couple of parallel lives. Business is by far the most difficult thing I've ever attempted in my life because what you need to be successful in business are characteristics which are mutually exclusive. You're a very good marketer and salesman. You're a dreamer. Then you are by almost by nature extremely poor at at filing. Absolutely. You know. (laughs) But a business cannot exist without a proper paper tra- trail and fi- filing. So it's hugely difficult, and you must sort those things out right at the beginning. We must leave it there. Your small business nightmare and how to wake up by Bertie Duplessis.